Adam Crowley. Uh, I want to talk about what the hell you guys are doing on a cheese piece, because I, I really don't want to Google condoms, noses on my uh, work computer. So The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. KDO of Big 1047, also Crowley Show fame, of course, was on with the DV Morning Show today. We will grade her performance coming up in a few moments. First, though, Kevin tweets as to who the biggest diva on the Steelers is. He says, it's still Le'Veon, but Ben has some tough tendencies to overlook. Oh, yeah, is that all? Uh, a couple tough tendencies to overlook? Should we put the diva thing to the poll? The, the poll? Twitter poll? You trying to say poll? Yeah, yeah, you got me. Can you not say poll? It's a tough one for me. Really? Is that, <laughs> it's really hard. Is that something we just poll. learned? Poll. Twitter go. poll. Good for you. Should we put up? We could do like Ben, Le'Veon, AB, and then just for good measure, Big Al. Big Al is not a diva. He's an American hero. He's a little diva. You swine. He's a little diva. How dare you? Well, he look, fought for look our at country. Me. Look at me stand for the flag. All alone. Yeah, whatever, Big Al. Get out of here, Tom. You're nonsense. At least we know your daughter's never going to be a pool dancer. Pole dancer. She might be a pool dancer. She'll be a pool <laughs> that, that could happen. Don't know so much about the pole. Either way, really not good. I say it's Ben, because he's the damn quarterback. If you're a running back and you're a diva, you're like every other running back. If you're a wide receiver and you're a diva, you're like every other wide receiver. If you're the quarterback and a diva, uh, that ain't good, man. That ain't good. Tom Brady's approaching that at this point, but they soaked 17 great years out of him. Ben's been a diva the whole damn time. If you didn't see it, Tom Brady, on a local TV show, when asked if he's valued by the Patriots, said, quote, I plead the fifth. There's all this nonsense going around in New England. Is Tom Brady breaking up with Bill Belichick? Is there tension, dissension in the ranks? Are there problems? And Tom certainly didn't quash him there. But Tom, they traded Jimmy G to the Niners, so I'd say you're being valued. He also said he wishes that Malcolm Butler played more during the Super Bowl. It's almost as if Tom Brady is yanking plays from the Ben Roethlisberger playbook. How can I make this more of a controversy? How can I? What can I do? 412-922-2874 is the number. If you want to weigh in on the who's a bigger diva conversation, we will put it up on the Twitter pool poll. I'm not going to do that during the segment because, frankly, I don't have the dexterity. I don't. Can't do two things at once. Can't chew gum and ride a bike. That's one of many examples. Hunter, next up on the Crowley Show. What's up, man? Hey, Adam. How's it going? Good, dude. Who's a bigger diva? Uh, so, so I got I got Ben probably as the biggest diva, um, especially after the past twelve months. Um, but uh, the the main reason I was calling in actually, uh, I got into a heated debate with uh, two who I thought were knowledgeable uh, Washington Capitol fans on Sunday, who were claiming that Tom Wilson is a better hockey player than Patrick Hornquist. Oh, for the love of God. Tell them to go eat themselves. That is absurd. Ben Roethlisberger yeah, would make that kind of comment. It has no they're, basis they're, in fact. They're, they're, well, they were saying, Wilson plays on the penalty kill. Yeah, well, 
that he's not on at halftime because he's the reason they have to kill a penalty. But um, their 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 go-to phrase or one of them's go-to phrase is that Hornquist is a trash can. Um, so I guess that makes Tom Wilson a urinal cake because this that's just the most absurd take I've heard in a long time. You came prepared, Hunter. Thank you for your call, and you were correct. That would make him a urinal cake. Yo, when you play with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and you score 35 points, you suck. What do you think Patrick Hornquist would do on that line? That boy would eat. We'll get back to the Steelers' diva conversation in a little bit. Rob Ross is going to join us in 15 minutes. Before we do get to that, KDO was on with the DV Morning Show today. How do you think it went? It was fun. I think it went well. I don't know. Nice guys? Yes. Yeah. I like them both. There's three. Well, it goes without saying I like Pursuta. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Pursuta's a real... he's He's a real friend. I don't know about the other two. I like all of them. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't hang out with them, though. Me either, but... That's true. I like Val, but she wasn't there. I love Val. I used to work promotions remotes, and she was one of my favorite people to work with, because neither one of us wanted to be there. Does she feel somewhat backstabbed that you're taking her job? I'm not taking her job. Are you the Mason Rudolph to her, Ben Roethlisberger? I, if this is how this is going to go, I, I really did. You signed up for this. So. You did. She wants to play three to five more years. Not take, that's not even, that can't even be a conversation we have. No, there absolutely is, is not. no other Val Porter. See, now that's what Ben should have said. That's 100% how Ben Roethlisberger should have handled You're a great quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Thank Look, you. I'm a great guy. If I had a dime. Good quarterback. Eventually, this kid, though, he's a great guy, great quarterback. He'll take over for me. One day. Who knows? My light could snap. That's the way it needs to go down. And Katie, Hmm. that is the kind of class I would expect from you. You got it. This was not. What's DDJ stand for? Well, it's like a a digital disc jockey. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, to mix music. You mix? So you're, like, DJing? Yeah, at my apartment. So you just I don't like, have like gigs or anything, but you're spinning like stuff. Like I wouldn't say I'm spinning. Oh, you're not doing that gunk gunk music, are you? I'm sorry. Gunk 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 gunk. No, you're not doing I that. I don't do like dubstep or anything. <laughs> no. Nothing crazy. I'm not going to play Coachella next year, but yeah, well, you know, never say never. True. What kind of music? House. There it is. Has. Has. You're right. Excuse me. Bone to pick with you, Katie. What? What the hell is house music? Are you kidding me? No, they Good don't luck. know. They don't know. I received many, uh, many a uh, convert, many a comment today about people saying, "Hey, so what's a DDJ?" So many people asked me that. That's like the only segment anybody heard today was that segment where it, it was like way over everyone's head. I mean, you didn't give many details. It's yeah, I did. I explained exactly what it was. What it's is it? Literally. A controller. It's just a console to mix music. I don't know how well. There's buttons on it. Mm. There's an HDMI cord. You plug it into your laptop. There's a there's like a, a software where you can download your music. And there you go. I noticed that you deflected from the house music and explaining what that is. Question really quickly. Mm-hmm. Do what you not know music? what house music is yourself? It's is this sub, just a fraud? It's a subgenre of EDM, but it's not as annoying as EDM. I don't know what EDM is. Electronic dance music. You're not doing a great mm-hmm. job of explaining house music. I'm right doing a great now. job of explaining house music. I'm terrified that I have had something pass right over my head. Tom doesn't even know what house music is. And Tom's the hip one on our staff. It's true. I mean, apart from you, you are the hippest. Tom is the second Thanks. hippest. Um, I believe it's most hip, but 
I mean, she, it's, it's, she's the most it's a, You know, it's that's, a, that, that's something that somebody who just went on the DV morning show would say. Enough. You've been on the morning show. That's true. Say that again. No. It's a subgenre of EDM. The I, late, the late, the late Avicii. That is house music. Oh, Avicii was house music. Yeah. Did it die with him? Wow. No. Okay. Oh my God. Way, no, it's a legitimate. No, it's a legitimate yeah. question. Yep. Way too What's soon. It? Okay. So when Prince dies, right? Yeah. Did Pop die with Prince? Well, Avicii is was not the Prince of House. That's music. the question I'm asking. So no, house music is not dead. Who's the Prince of House music? I don't know if there is one. Jack Johnson. Wow, great call. That's house music, right? No. Oh. It's music I play in my house. Were, but... you, were you thinking Jack White? That's definitely not no, house music. No, Jack Johnson's a real musician. I, I mean, I know that. Thank you. He's not just a defenseman in the National Hockey League who plays for a team I can't remember right now. Did I? Are you making fun of me for bringing that up? I educated No, 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 no. I just didn't know myself. Many people were confused, and it made me insecure thinking, oh, I brought something up that was just totally moot. What I don't like is that they don't know it, and they're a generation above me. Mm. I don't know it, and I'm your generation. That's on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Married life. Hashtag. Oh, I mean, there's someone in my, my Mac. I'm pretty sure someone on my webcam was looking at me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd put a piece of tape over that. A lot of people you. here do. Yeah. I've seen that. I don't do that. But, you know, what are they going to say? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's right. There were a couple things I said where I was like, I probably shouldn't say this on air. I was just going to tell you I thought that was a great line. Oh, thanks. That's why we pulled it up. We're not doing this just to razz you, Katie. It's what it feels like. No. I just didn't know what house music was or DDM or SMX or. (laughs) Quit while you're ahead. SMN. Hardcore. What are they going to see that I'm watching? Hey, look. look Now, (laughs) all right. Hey, that's probably it, right? House hunters. That's what they'd see with me. They'd see me watching House Hunters and Property Brothers with my wife. You've seen this episode eighty times. What are you doing? Watch, watch the documentary you said you were going to watch last month. You've seen The Office eighty times through. When you see somebody put a piece of tape over the camera. Then I'm thinking, what are you doing exactly. that you don't want someone to see? It makes you ask more questions about them. So basically, I'm just saying I have nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. It's like the Patriot Act. A lot of people had a problem with it. And I was all, yo, I ain't doing nothing wrong. I mean, I was 12, but. Right. This is my favorite part of your appearance. Oh, no. oh yeah. A quick look at the weather before we talk to Jerry Dude. Do you like the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joining us right now talking about the Steelers <laughs> post-draft and uh, did it go the way they hoped it would, Jerry? Well, two things, Randall. First of all, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Katie who's uh, produced yes, uh, several yes. of my uh, golf shows when uh, I was at the Rochester Inn before she's emerged to where she is yep, now. Yeah, how about her now? So, hey to Katie. Hey, Jerry. Hey. Shameless plug, Jerry! So, Jerry is so damn smooth. A, he gets in the name drop. Oh, I know the next big star, KDO. <laughs> Number two, you should check out the golf show, which is live oh. from the Rochester Inn. Jerry's always good for the, the name drop of the venue where his weekly show is. He I nails love it. it. I love it. It was it was just like butter. The best is the end. Oh, no. When you go, hey, Jerry. <laughs> I know. You're so happy. I was happy. That was nice of him to say. Yesterday we graded draft grades. Yeah. We're going to give your grade on the DV morning show, eh? Okay. 
Let's hear an A. An A. Thanks. You nailed it. I feel like that wasn't deserving of an A. Well, are you okay? Wait a second now. So now you're grading my draft, my grade of your grade. I'm just trying to be. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm flattered. I don't know if I deserve that, but I'm. I'm flattered. Did you do the first hour? I did not. All right, B. That's fair. I'm giving your appearance on the Crowley Show today a B minus. Wow, mm-hmm. I think that's a little unfair. Well, you used all your energy on the morning show. What can I say? Yeah, what yeah. the hell are you still doing here? I have a full time job during the day. I know that. Did you? I have like three jobs here. You did your shift on big. I did. Yeah. You doing any X shifts tonight? Nope. No. That's good. I'm gonna go sleep. Leave something in the tank. Yeah. Hopefully. I just want to say, and take full credit for Katie. Uh, it's because of this show that she has risen to such great DV morning show fame. Same thing with Joe. Uh, Joe I... was a nobody. And now all of a sudden he's Randy Slack, which is, <laughs> I mean, if I could be Randy. Can I be quite frank? Mm-hmm. There was a moment this morning I was thinking to myself, like, I was like, okay. I feel like part of the reason this is kind of like felt like a little, the you know, the back and forth, the the ping pong aspect of it. Because I came on here a lot. Yes, yes. A plus. We took a Chris. plus performance a plus. today, Katie. Good job. Great, Great job. interview here. Always it's a pleasure having stuff you in on the studio. DV Morning Show. You really are love having you the around. Sun you that are lights the best. Studio up. You are the moon in my life. Rob Rossi next. It's the Crowley Show. Hey, Jerry. 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 Hey Jerry. Hey Jerry. Hey Jerry. I think that answers the question. House music absolutely did not die with Avicii. I know it might sound a little harsh that I say Ben Roethlisberger is the biggest diva on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But when you're the quarterback, you've got to be the guy to douse the flames. You've got to be the guy that says mundane stuff. You've got to be a leader. I realize he hasn't had the most inflammatory of takes, but he hasn't exactly quelched takes either. When the narrative is swirling around, Ben Roethlisberger rarely says the things that are going to put an end to the narrative. He says things on the reg that are going to continue said narrative. And I got a big problem with that. I personally think that the biggest problem with the Steelers last year was the defense. I think that was a problem. Uh, You can't tackle anyone. You can't keep the ball out of the end zone. That's why you lose games. 
But there's a big faction of people that think distraction was the reason. Looking ahead was the reason. The drama was the reason. And if you're one of those people, and you're laying it on thick on Le'Veon Bell, and you are ripping Antonio Brown, then you sure as bleep better be throwing some of that Ben Roethlisberger's way because he goes out of his way to make things at times worse for his football team. Just like Tom Wilson in hockey. Rob Rossi of the Trib joins us now here on the Crowley Show. What's going on, Ross Doggy? Uh, do you think Tom Wilson's making things worse for the Capitals? Because I actually think he's been one of the most impactful players in this series so far. Well, he is based on the injuries he's able to levy, and that's always going to be the best thing I think he can provide. pretty good hockey, too. And look, nobody's more at the front of the line of the Tom Wilson criticism train the past couple years than me. But, uh... But a what? But I think that... I'm trying to think how to say this. Okay. And I want to make sure I say it correctly. If you have a league that's going to allow Tom Wilson to do what he does that isn't cool, and a team that is going to allow Tom Wilson to impose himself physically and territorially when, when it is cool, you have a Tom Wilson that's a pretty good hockey player for the Capitals. And so far, unlike the past two series that these teams have played, Tom Wilson has been a pretty good hockey player for the Capitals exclusive of what he's been allowed to get away with. Now, what he's allowed to get away with is rubbish, and the league dropped the ball. But if you're counting on NHL player safety to, in this league, make up for when officials on the ice won't make calls, you're always going to be disappointed. And my biggest criticism of this league has been, for the past couple of years, Officials don't make the calls on the ice, and then player safety has to discipline it. It would be a lot easier for player safety, and I'm not absolving them of this. But in a lot of cases, you saw it last night, you saw it in the Capitals Penguin series so far, of course, quite you saw it in the series against the Flyers, you've seen it in every series. The on ice officiating is so poor that the league is often having to go out of its way to try to back up their on ice officials. I don't think they should, but that's what they're going to do. So you think that they should have called a penalty on the ice on Tom Wilson, and then right. whatever happens after that, whatever, it's gravy, right? Well, no. I think if you call the penalty on the ice, it's much more feasible for the league to make a disciplinary action. Gotcha. And, by the way, that applies to goals, too. I mean, if you make a call on the ice, then there's something that needs incontrovertible evidence to overturn. But too often in this league, they don't even make the call on the ice. This has been a, another poor postseason when it comes to NHL officiating. There have been some good moments last night when the officials got together in the San Jose-Vegas game to determine if the puck went over the boards in the, uh, in the Sharks zone. Uh, that was a Example of what you want officials to do, but too often they aren't making the right calls. And Adam, too often games are being marred by it, series are being marred by it. Oh, there's no question about it. I thought that everything that happened on Sunday was embarrassing, and from what I saw last night, embarrassing as well. Uh, I do. Well, you have to be. You have to be, Adam. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but you have to be 
clear with your audience that how do you embarrass a league that doesn't really get embarrassed? Uh, last year, I got into it with Barry Trotz about hockey players. You did. I was, after the commissioner gave his state of the league address at the cup final, Colin Campbell chased me down to repudiate pretty much everything that he thought I was contributing to the to his belief that there's a false narrative that players uh, are being attacked in the head. Uh, this league has always been, whether you're talking shutting the game down, whether you're talking poor officiating on the ice, whether you're talking limited scoring, whatever you would think would embarrass this league doesn't. So there's no repercussion on that end. Oh, there, of course, is not any repercussions. It's embarrassing for me as a hockey fan to have to right. defend the sport. Uh, that's it's what very tough, pisses me it's off. very tough. It is. It's more than tough. And, Rob, if you're a guy like Tom Wilson, to kind of zoom it more in on the micro here, I mean, why would you change your game? It's, I wouldn't. No, absolutely not. And and do you think, uh, given your uh, back and forth with Mr. Barry Trotz last year, do you think this is something that he's encouraging, or do you think it's just something that he lets happen? I don't think Barry encourages it. I think that would be unfair. Um, Matt Cook wasn't encouraged by Dan Bausma to uh, behave the way he did on the ice. But, look, no coach is going to a tactical advantage, is he? I mean, in any sport, right? And so it's a tactical advantage of Tom Wilson, who, by the way, can skate, who can play physical, who can bring a hard edge to the series, uh, can be a top six forward in this league. I don't know if he's a top six forward in terms of scoring, but, you know. Oh, he's, he's got all about, the ability. Right. He's a first-round pick. Let's right. not forget. I mean, this guy has many of the qualities Patrick Hornquist has. I don't think he has scoring touch around the net, but who does? But why would you ever discourage it? Why would you discourage Alex Ovechkin, who repeatedly, unnecessarily allows his stick to go high and, and, and leaps into players? Well, by the way, you know, the Penguins have players that cross the line, you know. Um, Evgeny Malkin has crossed the line at times. Chris Latang crosses the line at times. Uh, so it's not like the Penguins are saints, but you don't discourage this behavior if you're Barry Trotz, if you're Mike Sullivan, if you're any coach, because you know that if it's allowed to continue, that's going to be an advantage for you, and it's going to be allowed to continue. Sidney Crosby was eliminated from Game 4 a year ago in this series because of what should have been an illegal stick to the face that the coach of the Capitals called a hockey play. And here's what I will tell you. To defend Barry Trotz, every coach in that situation would have said the same thing. Because to them, and in this hockey culture, going at the head is a hockey play if you can justify it. And when they repeatedly, Adam, go on the path towards bringing the player who was hit or made contact with into this discussion, as they do, when they repeatedly go on the path towards intent, which is almost impossible to measure, that's true if you're Bob Mueller or if you're Kerry Frazier, right? Intent is almost impossible to measure because you have to take somebody's word and disprove it. If they completely victim blame, if they completely go with intent, if they completely, if they can repeatedly penalize people in terms of discipline based off the the result of the injury, as opposed to the play itself, 
they're always going to give themselves an out, and that's what they want to do. Rob, does anything change tonight? We're going to see 15 power plays for each side? I don't know. I mean, everybody always says that the next game is going to be tightly officiated, but I tend to think that the next game is determined about where we're at in the series, and this is an important game in the series. Um, I'll tell you what better change tonight. The Penguins better play closer to at least 40 minutes. It would be great if they would try to play 60. Um, If they're able to get some guys back into this lineup, they need to get some secondary scoring if they're going to win this series. As great as Sidney Crosby is, as wonderful as Jake Gensel's been, um, and Patrick Hornifus, they cannot rely on one line to win this series. It's not going to happen, which is why I wrote that if the Penguins are without Evgeny Malkin for more than one game in this series, the big advantage swings to the Capitals. And you're seeing that. Um, look, I think there will be early an attention on calling penalties. But I think as the game remains tighter and as the game gets shorter in terms of the time remaining, you'll see fewer penalties called because that's the way these things tend to always go. Rob, appreciate your time. We're juggling a bunch of things right now. Thank you so much for coming on, and we'll see how things go tonight. I think you. By the way, Penguins are going to win tonight. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, let's just hope that nobody loses their brains. Uh, well, if you do, let's just hope I get the microphone. <laughs> there he goes, Rob Rossi of the Trib. It's not going to be me losing my brain, Rossi. It'd be the players. CTE, brains turning to mush which may or may not have been what happened to Ben Roethlisberger, which is why he's acting a fool. And I do want to talk about that more and more as we go on in this show. We've got a lot of hockey content. We've got a lot of hockey guests. We've got Tim Benz coming up at 6. He'll weigh in on everything. But Ben Roethlisberger told the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that he's going to play for three to five more years, this coming just over a year from when Ben Roethlisberger said, oh, I might be hanging him up. It's petulant. It's a thing a child does. I think he's the biggest diva on this team. I don't think it's close. Receivers are divas. So A.B.'s a diva. Running backs are divas. So Le'Veon's got a little bit of that in there. Quarterbacks, though? Quarterbacks are supposed to be like PR men when they open their mouths. He's not. He douses flames with lighter fluid as opposed to stepping on them or peeing on them. Dave and Wheeling wants to weigh in on the Ben conversation. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, Adam? Good, buddy. What's on your mind? Oh, I just wanted to say, how do we know that Big Ben wasn't um, just kind of messing with this reporter and maybe he had a little smile on his face when he was saying it? Just to, you know, I mean, just like he was just... He has a dry sense of humor, I believe. I believe that he wasn't serious. But, hey, Dave, if yes. there was a, we- a restaurant... A West want. If there was a restaurant uh-huh. and they were trying to hire a valet, you think they give the keys to the kid who's stolen 14 vehicles? Uh, absolutely not. So I'm not going to give Roethlisberger the benefit of the doubt here. Ben Roethlisberger right. does this stuff all the time. He loves to set the narrative. He loves it. He loves to be the guy that makes the headlines, and then he has everybody else in the organization try to have to cover for him. It's why his radio show is an hour before you hear Mike Tomlin try to set the narrative for the week. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger does this stuff all the time. I appreciate the phone call, but I don't think he was making a joke. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Track record matters. 
What comes out of your mouth matters. Now Ben acts surprised that they drafted a quarterback. That was what Ed Bouchette led the story off with. Like most everyone else, Ben Roethlisberger was surprised when the Steelers drafted quarterback Mason Rudolph in the third round last Friday. Why is the guy who a year ago said, I might retire, surprised when they tried to hire a replacement? If I went to my boss and said, you know what, I'm not cut out for this. I don't think I want to be a radio guy anymore. I think I want to go milk cows or something. You know what he's going to do? He's going to scour the country to find my replacement. Or he'll just move Tom over a room. Either way, they're going to try to fill the position, and they're not just going to wait and see what I choose to do. Maybe I decide those teats don't need milking. Oh, it's close. That was close. Maybe they decide the udders don't need a squeezing. And I'm going to stick around right here. I can't be mad if they say, well, we've promised Tom the job. Or there's going to be a transition there. Ben Roethlisberger just needs to be in the middle of it. And it pisses me off. To make you mad, let me know. Don't say any bad words. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. That's tweet. Tweet me. T-W-E-E-T. Teet. T-E-E-T. So close. Crowley Show. Maybe I decide those teats don't need milking. Oh, it's close. That was close. Maybe they decide the others don't need a squeezing. Our buddy Bill Crawford from the DV Morning Show said he caught the tail end of a killer house track we played. Hashtag Hey Jerry. Katie, what's that machine that you have that none of us understand? DDJ. Could you come up with something that banging on your DDJ? For sure. Okay. Yeah. I just want to know whose side Bill is on, honestly. There are no sides. I fear. The side is great content. You did great stuff with them. You come on here. You do great stuff with us. And then we play house all, music. That was all Tom that made that, that, cut that song. That was all Tom. Now, wait a second. Thank you. And the late Avicii. It was my idea. R.I.P. Avicii. And yeah. great execution by Tom. I just think we should be accurate here. I'm the ideas guy. Okay. Yeah. Tom's the execution guy. And you're being mean. She laughed out loud hard when you said you're the ideas guy. I kid. I, I mean, kid. I'm at least 33% of the ideas around here. I complimented you once there. That's enough. What'd you say about me? I'm not going to repeat it. But I didn't hear it. Check the podcast later. ESPNPGH.com. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Is Ben Roethlisberger a bad guy? Paul in Wheeling, next up on the Crowley Show. What's up, man? Hey, Adam, what's happening? Oh, you know, just listening to house music and such. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great, man. Uh, so you need to tell me that uh, I'm getting psyched up for this Penguin uh, uh, game tonight. And, you're, and with this whole Ben news, you need to tell me there is a threat 
of him showing up at PBJ's arena, donning his penguin jersey and waving his terrible towel so he can get on camera for the people to chant five more years. Is he going to ruin my penguin game for me today? That is the greatest theory that has been posited on the show in over 15 minutes. And I appreciate your call, Paul. That's definitely going to happen. There is no chance Ben Roethlisberger is not at the Penguins game tonight. And in fact, not only is he going to be looking healthy, he's going to be sprinting up and down the stairs with a child in each arm. I'm healthy. I'm playing three to five more. Suck on that, Mason Rudolph. The teat. That's such a Ben move, though, isn't it? To show up at the game tonight. So people chant, five more years. Five more years, five more years, five more years. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the Mason Rudolph era to start now. All right, maybe not quite right now. But Ben Roethlisberger's contract only lasts for two more years. Ben Roethlisberger will play this year if he's healthy, and then next year if he's healthy. That's the way it's designed to go down. Now, if he's healthy at the end of it, and the Steelers feel like they've got a great quarterback in Mason Rudolph, then you've got a decision to make. And that might be the best-case scenario. I'm not sure how it's all going to wind up going down, but one thing I am certain about is that Ben Roethlisberger is going to play a diva the entire time. Devin next up here on the Crowley Show. What's up, my man? What's going on, man? You tell me. The biggest moron on the team is Le'Veon Bell, but undoubtedly the biggest diva is Ben. And I never understand why people make so many excuses for him. Like, why does he get a pass for everything that he does? He causes so many unnecessary storylines by just being exactly what you said. That was the perfect word, catch on it. What is going to happen this year when Ben Roethlisberger throws an interception or they can't convert on fourth down and he does not have Todd Haley to throw under the bus? Like what's what Mason? What Mason put him in there? That's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen because Ben does it after every game. Uh, if there are successes, Ben Roethlisberger will say, "Okay, it was me. I called that play." If there are failures, he'll say, "Oh well, that was Coach Todd." Now he does oftentimes do the thing where if the Steelers lose. 48-45, or hey, forty-five, forty-two, where he'll take all the blame, but in that circumstance he's taking the blame so he could be the guy who took the blame ben's very good at playing all this exactly the way ben wants to ben wants to be the guy ben wants to be the narrative driver and everybody else well their narratives come second great quarterback i actually like the guy but my god is he annoying there are two schools of thought as to how the season went down the tubes last year. It's either A, the defense was ass, and they couldn't tackle, and they couldn't keep people out of the end zone, and Ryan Shazier got hurt, and they just weren't going to overcome that, or B, the team was a percolating disaster all season long that had to deal with distraction after distraction after distraction. Both those things happen. The defense was awful. I tend to believe those are the reasons why you lose playoff games, not as much because of the distraction. But there's a large swath of Steelers Nation that thinks that the reason why they weren't there was because all year long they were looking ahead to New England and they didn't 
have any locker room leadership. And if there's no locker room leadership, and if the distractions are the biggest reason for the Steelers' failures last year, then a lot of that has to be heaped at the feet of Ben. You can't talk about distractions and leave him out of it. In fact, there's been such talk about a void left when Palomalu left and Brett Kiesel about the leadership no longer being intact. And yet people seem to never mention Ben Roethlisberger. In fact, a guy who's in a studio below me, Mark Madden, love the dude, he always talks about how there's no leadership in the Steelers' locker room, always talks about divas and distractions, but he protects one guy. It's his friend, Ben Roethlisberger. Why? Because he wants to be the guy who's friends with Ben Roethlisberger. It's not that hard to figure out. I got plenty of friends. I don't need any more. So I'll be honest when it comes to this quarterback. Hell of a player. Good year last year in the second half. But the quarterback should be squashing. Squashing narratives. Not pouring more gasoline on the flames. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Barry Trotz can go to hell. In 2016, Ole Mata had his head bashed in by Brooks Orpik. Orpik was suspended. But it was away from the play, and it was absolutely bushly. Last year, Ovechkin slashed Crosby, and Niskanen finished the job by treating Sid's head like a pinata. This year, Brian Dumoulin takes a shoulder to the dome from Tom Wilson. Jake Gensel takes a knee on the knee from Matt Niskanen. And look, Ryan Reeves wouldn't have done anything. Tom Wilson isn't scared of anybody. He's a robot zombie running around just trying to cause as much mayhem as possible. He's just out there trying to hurt people. That's how you're still on the first line, despite only tallying 35 points. I'll agree with one point Rob made in the last segment, that Wilson's played pretty well this series. I'll agree with that. He's not a good player, though. He's got the skill set to be a good player, but if you tally 35 points on the top line with Kuznetsov and Ovechkin, you're not a good player. How is that even possible to have that much talent around you and muster 35 points? He's supposed to maim people. That's it. That's the job description, and that's how he's on the first line. Dude's got 11 points in 49 career playoff games. I said coming into the series that the Capitals hadn't learned anything. They won against Columbus, but they were still blowing leads. They also haven't learned because they continue to put that punk Tom Wilson on the first line. The thug antics haven't worked the last two years against the Penguins, and I don't think they'll work now. There's a caveat. If Crosby breaks in half... Again, and Kessel gets his eye gouged out, or Chris Letang punctures a spleen, then I'll probably feel differently. I won't dislike any franchise as much as I hate the Flyers, and I said coming into the series that I respect Washington because they, for the most part, try to play hockey. But I'm wrong there, because they've also got a bunch of Jags. TJ Oshie ain't no saint. Ovechkin's a Russian missile. Think back to 09 with what he did to Sergei Gonchar, and Tom Wilson is a spawn of Satan who wears hockey skates. Matt Niskanen's a dink because he acts like a nice guy and has all the right things to say, but he's throwing knees and cross-checking dudes in the face. I'm not a fan of them or their hockey plays. Now, is Barry Trotz having his goon squad do this purposefully, or are they just frustrated by years of playoff failures against the Penguins? Probably a little column A and a little column B. They want to be physical, and then sometimes the frustration could boil over. But now it's incumbent upon the Penguins to make the frustration continue, but also make them pay. Not with vigilante justice. Don't dress Batman on your fourth line. 
Don't have Alexiak take liberties against any of the Caps. That's not the answer. That just puts them on the power play. They're pretty good there. That gets the Penguins all caught up in Bilesma era nonsense. Frustration far too often boiled over back then. Letting the dogs loose will get the Penguins focusing on all the wrong things. There's an old saying, the best revenge is living well. I heard it on Seinfeld. Well, the best revenge here is to score more goals and win four games. Washington can't break any skulls from the golf course. Retribution is best served by playing hockey. Now, we know the refs ain't calling all that much junk. The officiating was atrocious on Sunday, and it was terrible in last night's Bruins-Lightning game. But they are going to call some stuff. And when they do, the Penguins have to make them pay. They're 0 for 11 on their last 11 trips on the man advantage. This after having the best power play in franchise history and the best in the league this year. I expect Malkin to play tonight. That's going to help things on the power play. Without Geno, it's been running through Kessel, who just doesn't look right. He got hurt at the end of the regular season. He got whacked, not in a good way, at the end of the Flyers series. He doesn't look like himself. And that looks like it's carried over big time to the power play, which stinks because without Malkin, he's the fulcrum. He's had trouble handling passes. Nothing looks crisp. And here's the thing on Kessel. He's got just 23 five-on-five shot attempts with seven on goal. Last year, they were 47-20, and 20 respectively. That's from Mac Daddy, Jason Mackey. He's not even putting the puck on the net. But back to the power play. With no threat of Malkin on the one-timer, the Caps are just jumping Kessel, taking away passing lanes, not letting them set things up. Tonight, that should change. If that changes, let's see if the Capitals keep getting away with all of their garbage. Because if the Penguins can make them pay, maybe the garbage goes away. I am Dr. Seuss. Coming up next, Tim Benz from Breakfast with Benz. I always wake up with two things every morning. An erection and breakfast with Benz. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. I'm Batman.